Chris, you might need to turn down the gain on your microphone. You're peaking. Uh, how do I do that? Am I literally the first person to say, hey, can you turn your gain down? Yes. I think you owe Jake Mason an apology. <laughs> hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is the Gem Jam, where we're doing an episode-by-episode episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem of the Holograms, because it is truly- Stop! There's not gonna be a podcast today! Gem's dead! But it's only episode 60. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter, because Gem died. Gem is dead, and everyone needs to accept that right now at the top of the show, with no additional warning. Welcome to episode 60, the day the music died. Take two. Yeah. I'm here this time. Yeah, Chris and Mac are actually in the same room. The feud has ended at last. Has it? I, I mean, I hope so. I'm Chris Sims, by the way. Hi, everybody. I've come here since Jim is dead to just take over the Jim Jam and bring it into the business family of podcasts. So welcome to Jim Business, everybody. You all have to join my podcast now. Hey, good news, Kit. You have to turn over everything to Jake. I get the feeling that someday Jake Mason is going to murder Chris in his sleep. That's how I've always envisioned going. Someone I podcast with finally gets tired of me and takes their fully justified revenge. So this is an episode that is written by Roger Slifer. I love Roger Slifer. That's right. He's the co-producer of this show. He wrote seven episodes, including Last Resorts, where the bear was blocking Synergy's hologram projections. That betrays an understanding of the holograms that is going to come back in this episode. And he also wrote Intrigue at the Indy 500, a.k.a. maybe the best episode. Pizzazz literally saying she doesn't have a conscience is only like the third best thing in that episode. We'll see him one more time in Riot's Hope, which is actually the penultimate episode of the series and is the Riot backstory episode. So as we so cleverly alluded to, this episode actually starts really, really weird. Yeah, you've got gym girls, so me and my friends are gym girls. Stop, says Kimber. Breaking up and it's distorted and it kind of crumbles away into Kimber's face. Everything about this is amazing, but one of the best things is they do the effect of pulling the film of the intro off the projector. And also you get, Jim is more When I rewatched this episode last night, I forgot that was coming and it scared the crap out of me. It was like a jump scare. Interrupting the credits of the show and breaking the fourth wall and telling your audience that one of the characters is dead is it's not just like a really clever setup for the episode like it's innovative in a way that like i don't think you see in any of the like 80s hasbro cartoons like gi joe never pulled this like cobra commander didn't stomp onto the the intro and announce that he had conquered america which probably would have been pretty awesome i feel like we're being slightly misleading kimber doesn't say that gem is dead kimber says that gem is gone and makes you think that she's dead. Kimber says that Jim is gone and then the title of the episode comes up and it's the day the music died. So if you are going into this episode thinking Jim's dead, that's on purpose. Kimber starts to explain herself, but not enough that we think Jim is still alive. She's just like, it was my fault, I guess. It started three months ago. Jim's dead. Kimber killed her. Welcome to the show. I guess. Anyway, we go to the boardroom at Starlight Music, and literally everyone needs Jerrica's attention right now. In much the same way that she does the taxes of the company, she has to do 
everything. She cannot delegate to save her life. Starlight Music has two staff members and one of them as the Irish slash Russian lady who runs the front desk. I think the real problem in this scene is Rio being a class A tool. Yeah, Rio's like, are you going to spring for new lights or do I have to use the boring old ones? <laughs> and Jerrica's like, we don't have the money. And he's like, all right, tightwad. God! She's like, uh, Rio, we don't have the money for new lights for the stage show, uh, which is fine because I project completely realistic, believable holograms all the time anyway. Uh, and Rio's like, yeah, well, F you. There's also a weird little aside here where Kimber is like, Jem, you need to look at Regine's new costume designs. And that character's not actually going to be introduced until like two episodes from now. I firmly believe that this was meant to be not the final episode of Jim, but the last episode of the season. I fully believe that something within Roger Slifer wanted to open the final episode of the season by making children think Jim was dead. Memento Mori, you did not buy enough dolls. This is what happens. This is what we've been threatening the whole time. We cut to the big concert, and they just call it the big concert, that we don't know what kind of concert this is or why. Jim gets off of a cellular telephone that she has in 1989. It says that Rio's van is broke down, so he can't set up for the concert. It's worth noting that she says, I told him to get it fixed. Now he can't set up. His whole he's the only roadie? In response to Rio not being here to set up and being literally the only roadie, I guess, we have Jem deciding that she's just going to lift an amp by herself. Which are the lights. Everybody knows amps are just light projectors. And then the rest of the holograms are like, Jem, what are you doing? And they go over and help and the five of them together still can't lift this thing. We're gonna see what I would consider to be a lot of irrational behavior from Jem in this episode. But honestly, if it's at the point where she has to, not as even as Jerrica, as Jem, like as the most popular musician in the world, set up her own amp on a stage, then yeah, maybe she should like go to Mexico for three months. So then we jump back to our present dystopia with Kimber, who's like, I should have seen the signs, but how was I to know where it would lead to Jem's death? Pizzazz leans through the door and yells at Kimber, saying that they need to get to the recording or the rehearsal or whatever. And then we switch to Rhea, because Kimber's not the only one who can see beyond the fourth wall today. And Rhea talks about how when the Stingers came on stage and Jem was enchanted by Riot. I mean, you should be. He's got fake glamour. So this is a music video for Under My Spell? It's a Stinger song. It's a little weirdly smooth for the Stingers. It sounds like that album full of children's songs that Kenny Loggins recorded in the 90s. It sounds like Return to Pooh Corner. And and this whole music video is Riot like imagining and, and weaving just a story of all the ways he can seduce Jem, like with uh, champagne glasses full of grape juice. At one point, the lyric is, your heart is running Riot. He said the thing. Jem is so taken with Riot that she sits down on a keyboard. That should make the best noise, but it doesn't. And then after the song is over, Riot slightly kidnaps Jem? Just some light kidnapping. She and Ray just get in the limo and drive off. And then Rhea back in the present is like, Jenna's was under pressure. It made her vulnerable. And then Roxy drives up in the glittering gold roadster and shakes her fist at Rhea. Now we're going to switch to another narrator. You may think at this point that we are going to go to another hologram character, maybe a misfit. No. 
far away on a deserted island. We skim past Jem relaxing on a hammock. You get to my boyfriend. How does he look, Mackenzie? Magnificent. He's like shirtless and he's barely wearing pants. It's the tiniest loincloth. It's a banana hammock loincloth. And I am so excited. I am so in. I've been in for this episode for multiple years now, but I'm just renewed in my inness. And then he turns to the camera and he's like, I have Jem all to myself. And then he makes some just positively distressing hand motions. Just really, really bad grabby hands at the camera. It's, uh, uh. He's so evil. I love it. They do a really good job of animating the fact that Riot wears sequined pants. So I don't know, like, this man took the time to make a beaded clamshell necklace. I feel like the loincloth should be also sequined. I feel like it should be a black sequined loincloth. As we flash back to question marks three months ago... The timeline is very ambiguous. It's entirely possible that civilization collapsed overnight. Right, it's like, I had to lay it on pretty thick in the beginning, but in the end, I got what I wanted. And what he wanted is maybe one of the best jokes in Gem and the Holograms. Riot leads Jem to a cruise ship that is apparently taking off in the middle of the frickin' night. And Jim says, what's this? And Riot replies, completely deadpan, it's a boat. Riot is like, we're getting away from it all in Mexico. And Jem's like, oh, I, that's nice, but I'd rather not. Too late, we're already leaving. And indeed, the boat has just up and left at this point. Jem agrees to, okay, let's take a few days vacation to go to Mexico. Why not? Jem's cruise outfit is terrible. Terrible, by the way. This episode goes real hard in Riot, like, literally having, like, vampire domination powers, like, hypno-eyes. Looking at the sequence of events, yeah, let's get on this boat. Oh, it's moving? Cool. Oh, we're going to Mexico? That's fine, I didn't plan for this at all, but whatever. Like, she is very amenable to being literally kidnapped. This episode might as well be called Gem Disassociates. I just want to say that, like, right now, this podcast is indistinguishable from the first 15 minutes of any episode of My Favorite Murder. So we jump back to the present where Aja's tuning a guitar and is like, we all expected Jem to return in a few days, but she didn't. And then goes on to say, without Jem, we couldn't do any concerts or cut any new records. We didn't know what to do. All we could do is hope that Jem would soon come to her senses and return. Really? You don't have any other bands at this point? I do like the idea of just somewhere the limp lizards are like, it's our time. But then came the fateful day that decided the fate of Starlight Music and Star Lighthouse forever. Flashback Starlight music where there are literally is literally a crowd of like people outside of Kimber's office yelling at her, presumably because the company owes them money. Like even in the 80s, I'm pretty sure they don't just like roll up to your door like that. Kimber elects to leave the office out a window by tying together a bunch of clothes into a rope ladder. This is a good episode. The Benton sisters, they really know how to deal with their problems. Kimber repels down to the next floor where Aja's office is. And Aja has a postcard. Kimber, look at this postcard. It has terrible news. It's the it's the 1988 equivalent of Twitter. It's a postcard from Jim. Jim has decided, she writes, that she is totally in love with Riot and will stay with him from now on. Signed me, definitely Jim, and not Riot, since he is a different person. And it is me. I am Jim. Please do not closely examine this message for any secret markings. I am Jim. Of the holograms. But no longer the holograms because I'm with Riot. Bye. 
And then we go back to the present where Aja announces that, that marked the beginning of the end of Gem and the Holograms. We pull back from Aja to find out that every other person in this show who plays an instrument is now in a super band. At long last, the Misfits have a drummer. They have a drummer, a saxophonist, three guitarists, two songwriters. And Clash is still not a misfit. That's our commercial break. I believe Chris was calling these the polyphonic misfits. Very good joke. Sounds like I'll take credit for that one. It's like an AKB48 glam rock band. So how do we announce to the world that Jim and the Holograms are dead and everyone is misfit now? Related question. Does anybody know how to get rid of a billboard? Pizzazz has decided that the best way to do it is just with like a freaking wrecking ball. She came in like one of those. And while this billboard is being destroyed, Pizzazz now has control the fourth wall and is in Jerrica's office breaks all her stuff starting with the name placard which she just breaks in half but it, like crumbles like, like a Tolberone bar Pizzazz like tells the audience that like she was really successful Eric Raymond was forced to press and promote the new Misfits album isn't that like literally his job of course while she's doing this she's throwing away records and like smashing family photos of Cave Starlight she's talking about how she absorbed the Stingers and the Misfits Can we talk about how the reason they join the Misfits is because they are essentially sentenced to join the Misfits by a federal judge in bankruptcy court? And like, Kimber is there representing Starlight Music and the judge says either they accept Daddy Gaborbach's bid to own Starlight Music or dissolve it. The mansion would be sold, the Starlight Girls would all be sent to other foster homes. Good news, all of the Starlight Girls are here at this proceeding. The mansion is an asset of the record label? Whose idea was that? Why is this record label three months away from having every asset seized? They have the most popular band in the world. Giver says, okay, I guess we'll give Starlight Records to the Gabors. And Pizzazz is like, the holograms were under contract to Starlight Music, so I own Starlight Music, so I own the holograms, and Riot's backups were nothing without him. And then, then we come to what ought to be a great song, but is really just the worst. It is the Misfits, the 10-person Misfits, and the song Top of the Charts. I just want to point out that this is Pizzazz's worst outfit of all time. Blue dress with pink and yellow trim clashing with Pizzazz's green hair. The weird thing about this song is that it just kind of sounds like a bad Misfits song. Like, there's nothing in it, as far as the music goes, to indicate that the holograms or the stingers are present. And I mean, it's really disappointing because we had that three-band song at, like, the Stingers Hit Town Part 2 that was actually really solid, and this is just... Meanwhile, back on the island, Jem's wearing a leaf outfit. Jem of the holograms. Who who knows if this is actually what Jim is wearing? Like, Jerrica might just be wearing a filthy outfit she's been wearing for three months. And Riot's like, there was a rough moment when we pulled into the port in Mexico. And that's when, like, Jim is like, it's been three days, I need to leave. And he's like, water ski. She's like, we have to get back. And Riot's like, well, you haven't seen me water ski. And instead of saying something like, how is that relevant at all? She's like, are you good? This is my favorite part, because he says you haven't seen me water ski, but then he makes Jem drive the boat. So she still hasn't seen him water ski. And then Riot's like, Jem, have you made a decision about me? And Jem's like, I was supposed to be making a decision? And he's like, yes, you were supposed to be deciding if you wanted to be with me. And Jem's like, you're, you're captivating, but Rio. Riot rightfully points out that he is better than Rio in literally every way. Oh, Cocker Spaniel is smarter, stronger, and more clever than Rio. 
I mean, shouldn't we just go back to Los Angeles where there's someone who insulted me to my face? I mean, he called me a tightwad and probably ditched me at the big concert. And that's where we find out that no, he didn't because Riot posed as an auto mechanic and pretended to fix the Starlight van. And Rio fell for this. But in reality, just messed up the van and the van just broke down. And for some reason, Riot also admits this to Jim. I just, I want everyone to visualize for a moment Rio pulling into this auto garage and out walks Riot in black sequin pants and auto mechanic shirt that's open to the waist and just like a mechanic's hat perched on top of his hair like Hey Arnold. With with a name tag patch that says Riot. And Rio going, yeah, this seems legit. That we don't get a visual of what Riot thinks mechanics look like is a crime in this show. If somebody up there draws it, you will win my love forever, if not all of our loves. So, Jem is like, what? I need to go back to America right now. And then Riot is like, not until you say you'll be mine. And then they fight over who gets gets to drive the boat. Okay, look, when they were water skiing, there was a jump platform built into the water. They're not that far offshore. They're like 300 yards from a city. And as they're fighting over the two controls of the boat, they careen into a deserted island. They crash into this rock. The boat explodes. That's our Memento Mori commercial break. We finally find out what happened to Jem. She died in a boat crash 300 yards offshore. When we come back, Riot is still narrating. Like, Riot is looking directly at the viewer, like, breaking the fourth wall. And he's like, oh, don't worry. She'll be okay. She does not get eaten by the eels at this time. Then Jim wakes up and Jim goes, who are you talking to? And Riot goes, never mind. Which means that in this show, Jim is the only one who cannot perceive that she is a character on a television show. The narrating to the audience is 100% diegetic. I can't handle this. So we go back to the present where Minx now turns to the camera and says, I can't live without Riot. He was a guru, an inspiration. And Rapture is like, yes, ever since I first laid eyes on him, I knew we belonged together. He's the nucleus around which the world revolves. Also, we find out that nobody thinks it's weird that Jem and Jerrica both disappeared at exactly the same time. Hell, as far as Rio's concerned, Jerrica doesn't exist because all he cares about is his last postcard he got from Jem. Also, Rio is dressed like the crocodile hunter and remains so for the rest of this episode. Megas is like, why are you worried? That's not even real. See, it's got Riot's mark on it. Yeah, that little R in a circle. No, that's Riot's signature. Oh, is that what it is? I thought it just meant that this was a forgery created by Dick Grayson. And Rio's like, maybe this wasn't consensual. Also, now we somehow know where they are. This means that Riot has literally committed a federal crime. Riot has kidnapped one of the most powerful and famous people in the world and taken her to another country. And also he's tampered with the mail. So everyone runs off to go rescue Jem, I guess, and they pass by Pizzazz, who's playing croquet on the lawn. With like the Starlight girls. And while Pizzazz is yelling at them, Ashley turns to the camera. Ashley's like, we've had enough of the misfits. And then they turn to the misfits and demand new clothes for school and that they'll tell the foster agency they're not being properly cared for so the foster agency will take Starlight Foundation and Starlight Music away. I 
can't tell if the show thinks this is how this works or if they're just messing with Pizzazz. So we go to Pizzazz's office at Starlight Music where they're going through like all the bills from these dozens of children. And they're like, who would have thought a bunch of little girls could be so much trouble? And Eric walks in with the sickest burn of all time. Your parents... Pizzazz is like, Eric, please balance this budget. We go through a cut and Eric is now completely disheveled with stubble and like he looks like he's had a pack to smoke. And he's like, Starlight Music is now in more debt than when you took it over. So as they're lamenting the fact that they're broke, we go to everyone in Mexico. So they talk to the guy that rented the boat to Riot and Jem and he's like, yeah, I mean, they rented a boat. The Coast Guard reported they had an accident at sea and they haven't found the boat yet. So... uh, Nobody really cares. The Coast Guard just sort of shrugged, I guess. It's not like this is their job or anything. And Rio just has them take out search boats. He's not even... He's just like, hey, can I rent like three more boats from you so I can go look for my girlfriend? My favorite part of this is that they ask the guy who rents the boats. They're like, hey, can you tell us where it was last reported? And it cuts before he can just point and go over there. Minx hops into a boat with Rio and Rio's like, whatever, do what you want. I don't care. And they pretty much must just zip right up to the island, right? We just cut to them finding the island and the boat. The Coast Guard couldn't find this, but they found it in like five seconds. Rio just charges into the forest and is like, hurry up, Jem may be hurt. And then he finds Jem lying on a hammock and Rio gives up immediately. I guess Jem wants to be here. Goodbye. I do feel like Rio realizing that he can never, like, as a person, compete with a hammock is like a good moment for him. And then Minx is like, hey, idiot, we still work for the Misfits. That sucks. So Minx rolls up and starts yelling at Riot. And Jem's like, hey, what are you doing here? Minx is like, we came with Rio. And Jem is immediately like, oh, Rio, and runs off into the trees. I remember Rio. And then she runs into his arms and they reunite. Oh, it's the worst. Riot tricked us. I didn't want to be here, but we were stranded. And I couldn't build a signal fire or flag down passing ships. Or just say something loud. And then Rio brushes his hands through her fake hologram hair. Then Riot shows up and says, hands off, Rio, and still has like his ghoulies out. So I feel like this is going to be a pretty easy fight. Jim just watches them fight. She just puts her hands to her face in horror, brushes her fingers against her hologram earrings, and watches them fight helpless. And then she charges in like, I am not something to be fought over with. Yes, that's, that's great. And then she goes home with Rio. So... Great, good job. I'm an active character, says the character who's just sort of let things happen this entire episode. So they they leave. Aja drives them away because I guess they Aja also found this island, like, in five seconds. How bad is the Coast Guard? Jim's like, oh, Riot will be back too. And Rio says, no, I don't think they're going to be leaving that island. Because I took the spark plug out of their motor. I've just stranded them on this island for giggles. One of them will probably eat the other. (laughs) Let's go, Jim. It's okay, though, you guys. The stingers have oars. They're just going to row their way 300 yards back to shore. And let's be clear, Riot's not going to do any of the rowing. Of course he's not. He's too beautiful for that. And then we go back to Starlight Mansion. And Jarek is like, we gotta be careful. Pizzazz and the Misfits aren't gonna give up Starlight Music without a fight. Cut to Pizzazz and the Misfits giving up Starlight Music without a fight. Jerrica's back now too, by the way, from where she went. It turns out like the Starlight Girls have gone full on ransom of Red Chief on the Misfits, just like being complete turds. And Pizzazz is like, just get, take it. Take Starlight Music, take it all. And Eric, who's getting smacked with a pillow by Bonnie, is like, sell it to me, please. 
Please sell it to me. And then Bonnie is like, oh, Uncle Eric, are we going to the zoo? And he's like, nope, I'm out. I know what happened last time Bonnie went to the zoo. She jumped in a bear pit so someone would be her dad. And then we have a cleaning montage on top of All's Right with the World. Maybe the single worst song in the history of this show. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. No. Like a dream exists. Like a dream. And also on a train. I like like a dream. I mean, I mean the jazz song is also pretty skidded up up bad. Happy endings. Oh, God. Oh, happy endings. I believe in happy endings. I believe in love. But like, from a message standpoint, yes, I believe in happy endings. I can get behind that. All's right with the world. Everything's great. It's 1989 and everything's going super awesome for everyone. Because I'm back from my three-month Mexico vacation. Heck you, Jim. All of their debts were just forgiven, I guess. Friends are friends again. Everyone's in the pink. What, what does everything's in the pink mean? Because it sounds dirty. My favorite part of this music video is a bunch of teenage girls in their bedroom looking sad with like misfits makeup on and then their friend charges in with gem and the holograms tickets and they wipe the misfits makeup off i wish we had gotten to see these kids in like the rest of the episode just their subplot of liking the misfits and hating it now they have to like the misfits so uh yeah all these little girls go to a gem concert instead and don't have to like the misfits anymore and that's the end of our episode i was right with the world all right so now it's time to talk about what we learned it's time for gem says Oh, wait, I guess we don't I guess we don't have to do that since Jim isn't actually dead and you get to keep your podcast for now. So that is, though, a series wrap on on Chris, unless something happens and we need to pull you in again. Chris, thanks so much for coming on and thank you for coming back to re-record this. We're sorry. Well, the, the nice thing is that I put it off for like a month and a half. So this feels very fresh for me. And, you know, now uh, Chris and Mackenzie actually get to be in the same room. Is this the first time since the primer? This is the first time since the primer that they've been on an episode together. You guys OK now? I don't know. Chris, will you accept my hand in friendship? Am I going to end up on an island for three months? Because I can I grab a toothbrush? You're already on an island. Oh, oh my God. Well, I guess it's hammock time. So, Chris, where can people usually find you online? Uh, well, if people enjoy this show, then there's a good chance that they will also enjoy Sailor Business and Xena Warrior Business, the episode-by-episode podcasts that we do over in the business family of, uh, of shows, uh, which almost absorbed Jim, and I was going to make you all go through the whole series again. Uh, but you can find those at sailorbusiness.com or at xenawarriorbusiness.tumblr.com or very easily at patreon.com slash sailorbusiness. Uh, I'm also a writer of columns and comic books. Uh, you can find all of that stuff by going to the-isb.com. That's my homepage, my website. And you can go to your local comic book store and pick up comics that I write, uh, like Ash vs. Army of Darkness, Sword Quest, and uh, the hardcover of Deadpool Bad Blood, all of which were written with my co-writer Chad Bowers. So yeah, plenty of places to find me. Follow me on Twitter at the ISB. I'll, I'll put links to stuff there. So that's the day the music died. Our, our next episode is technically has already aired at this point. The next episode in the order is that old Houdini magic because we had to re-record this one, but we had that old Houdini magic in the can. So we were like, whatever, we need to fill a week. Season three is a mess. Thank you for sticking with us. So our next episode is actually going to be a shot through the heart. And you're to blame. You give love a bad name. AKA your 15 minutes are up. And that is the Regine episode. So we basically are going to get Astral and Regine at the same time. <laughs>
Mackenzie. Bon Jovi gets me every time. The Gem Jam comes out every Sunday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter and Tumblr. We're at the Gem Jam, just spread right everywhere, except on Twitter, we are at Gem Jam Cast. If you like what you do and you want to support us, say like, rating, review, subscribe, comment, wherever you find our podcast is always very helpful, helps our metrics, helps us get discovered, helps us re-record episodes and play them out of order. We're sorry. If you want to support us with dollars, you can do that at patreon.com slash the Gem Jam for a couple bucks a month. You can support both this and other projects like like I Will Fight You, which I am still very proud of. I like that podcast a lot. Join us next time for your 15 minutes are up, which is a very long title, and I don't like saying the whole thing. If we say the whole thing, it'll set Mackenzie off again. Thanks again to Chris Sims for joining us. Until next time, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm a spider pretending to be Mac. And I'm Chris. And this has been the Gem Jam, where I will remind you, actually, Mackenzie, do you want to take this? Bye-bye, Miss Glamrock Pie. Drove the... Rio to the levee, but the levee was dry. The outrageous boys were drinking whiskey and rye, saying, this'll be the day that Jim dies. Oh, this'll be the day that Jim dies.